your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. I'm your host, Zeke Boyat, writer at Hockey Wilderness and also a wild podcaster at several different places. And on today's show, I'm going to be comparing uh, the two wild careers of Ryan Suter and Jared Spurgeon so far and deciding which one of these two defensemen that I think is the best in wild history. Now, before we get into that, I just want to remind you all to subscribe to Lockdown Wild on whatever podcast platform you listen to. We're on pretty much every podcast platform you could ever find. So if you just go ahead and hit that subscribe button, you'll get the new show of Lockdown Wild each day as it comes out and you won't have to go looking for it. So like I said, today I'm just going to be comparing uh, Ryan Suter and Jared Spurgeon, each going over their wild careers so far up to this point and then giving my thoughts on at the end, the last segment of who I think is the better player. And, you know, because last week I did this kind of same similar exercise with uh, uh, Miko Koivu, Marion Gabrick, deciding which player I think is the best at, in wild history overall and you guys seem to everyone seemed to enjoy that very much so i'm going to be kind of doing that again and after the episode is done tomorrow when it's released i will put out a poll for you all to vote on so look for that but as i said you know here in the first segment we're just kind of first i'm going to talk about ryan Suter here in this first segment and then second we'll get into jared spurgeon but so ryan Suter, you know a bit of a controversial figure i guess it seems to be among uh, wild fans especially recently now i don't know if some of this is rather just fatigue or just being tired of the same players every year or people wanting a new fresh start or whatnot or if people just don't like the guy for some reason but I, I I'll tell you I kind of disagree with a lot of that but just to get into the raw statistics with the wild in the eight seasons Ryan Suter has played with the wild since joining uh, in the 2012 off season and 600 games played with the wild which is a you know a key point about Suter is he's played almost every possible game since he came to Minnesota and those 600 games played he has scored 52 goals put up 298 assists for a total of 350 points in those 600 regular season games. And as for the playoffs, in 42 playoff games of the Wild, he's put up two goals, 15 assists for 17 points in the playoff postseason. So obviously, you know, and then the, the key thing I think with Suter is, you know, you don't, you know, he does put up consistently 40 to 50 something points every season, which is pretty impressive and pretty good for a defenseman who's getting into his mid to late thirties now and who has even dealt with the you know, pretty severe ankle or leg injury or foot injury, I guess, a couple of years ago. But, you know, anyway, Suter, obviously, he can produce the offense and he's a great defensive player. But, you know, I think the key to the biggest asset that Suter brings to the team is the amount of offense he plays. I mean, the amount of time he plays on ice. I mean, over his wild career, he has averaged uh, 27, 28 minutes of ice time per game, which is, I think, by far the most on the team and is also, I can't remember the exact place, but also one of the very tip tops in the league in terms of ice time for defensemen and forwards. So, Suter has always been a workhorse in terms of, you know, how much he plays and how much he's out there on special teams, even strength. Every situation, uh, Ryan Suter is on the ice, and he's usually does fairly well on that. But, you know, like I said, that ankle injury that he suffered in Dallas a couple years ago has kind of noticeably slowed him down a tad bit. Like, there are some times where he gets beat a little more often recently where you go, okay, maybe he's, you know, maybe it's not just that injury, but, you know, obviously when you get older, you're never going to, you just slowly get a little bit slower as you get older, especially as a high-end athlete like that. But, while I think Suter has slowed down a step or two, I don't think it's by much because he's still, you know, I, maybe not the best defensive defenseman on the wild anymore, but he's still very good. You know, maybe not the tip-top you know, North standing guy that he was when he first came to Minnesota anymore, but he's still so good. He's still a top-air defenseman uh, who puts up 45, 55, you know, points a year while playing those significant minutes, playing top minutes, playing every situation, power play, penalty kill, even strength, uh, 
uh, with down a man, up a man with the goalie pulled in the game. So, you know, he's he plays in every situation. And while some people, uh, some Wild fans I know, you know, get a little annoyed by that and, you know, wish he wouldn't play as much, uh, there's a reason he plays that much. And it's because he's a very good hockey player and extremely, extremely good at what he does. And like I said, you know, I know a lot of people are maybe a little bit tired of the same kind of players over and over again and are looking for something new. But I just don't think there's really much you can I mean, in my opinion, unless you know something that I don't, that you can rip Suter on. I mean, like I said, he's played in nearly every game possible since with the Wild since he came here. He, except for that injury in 2018, he's been perfectly healthy. Uh, he's put up a good amount of points for defensemen. He's been very solid regular season playoffs, despite the Wild not going very far in the playoffs. And like I said, he's averaged a ton of ice time. He's an absolute workhorse. I mean, you know, another thing, he's a great passer. He can break the puck out of his own zone very well, very smooth, very crisp can even make the long ice, cross ice passes occasionally too. And, you know, like I said, moves puck well. And also is very, obviously, you know, the biggest thing is he's very good defensively. Uh, he's hard to get around. While some of the best, faster players in the league, in the league obviously, can, you know, sometimes have a little bit easier time getting around to him now. Uh, Suter still, you know, he's not, he's a little bit like Thomas Vanek in that he doesn't look like he's going very fast. And some people take that as, oh, he's not, you know, really trying that hard. But I think it's just quite the opposite. I think it's that, He's so good at positioning himself in defensive zone and, and anywhere on the ice and so good at anticipating where the play is going that he doesn't that he's already prepared himself in a position where he doesn't need to turn up the Jets at the last second, which, you know, I think would be a good thing because, I mean, wouldn't it be a good thing if your defenseman is ready for it, the play, anticipating it in the correct position uh, rather than having to scramble back there just for the case of showing that he's skating really fast and supposedly working harder like uh, it's not that's not the you know trying has never been the issue for shooter no matter what people see him or people think is you know kind of more I guess quiet at least from what we can tell not as you know out there demeanor but I mean like I said he's just so great is always in great position he, he's not like I said he's not the fastest but he moves fairly he moves really well still for a player getting into his mid-30s to late 30s now and like I said just overall great defensively great defensive stick he can break up plays with his stick you know poke check uh you know stick chuck whatever he's so good at all of that and i think the big key is you know what yes the big contract is gonna probably hurt in the last two or three seasons i mean everyone knows him and Parise signed those massive 13-year contracts back in 2012 and he is they've both played eight seasons of those contracts now and with the suitor still having half a decade at five years left on his contract at 7.25 million i believe you know i can see why people are nervous about that and that's that's very reasonable very understandable but i mean when you think of all the other players that have been that are older you know on bigger contracts that have even not they've been healthy or even ones that have gotten hurt you know a lot of guys have flamed out you know that have been signed to big contracts recently and have not been good and you know i think as wild fans we should be consider ourselves pretty lucky that hey you know, in both Parise and Suter's case, but especially Parise and Suter's case, specifically in the case of Ryan Suter, who, despite a major injury a couple of years ago, and despite, you know, de- just dealing with the effects of age, he still managed to be a very good, uh, I would say, top pair defenseman who can still play in all situations, play a ton of minutes, and just contribute offense, uh, contribute offensively, and also being still extremely solid defensively and being one of the smartest uh, positional players on the team. And potentially in the league so my opinion uh there's you know in my opinion there's not too much you can criticize Suter for I know people disagree with you and that's fine but I just think he's been he's been worth exactly he's been worth his contract the whole time maybe a little bit more I mean you know the, the two big contracts they signed you could argue that maybe Parisi hasn't quite met the value of that seven and a half 
for year deal, but I think Suter has far outperformed his seven and a half million dollar salary. So I don't, from that standpoint, I don't think there's too much to complain about. And, you know, from the looks of it, it doesn't seem like he's going to be slowing down, you know, too soon. So I think that's the good thing is despite his contract going till he's 40, uh, we should expect Suter to continue being at least a very solid, probably top four defenseman uh, for the next two or three seasons at the least. So still more to look, look forward to. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Ryan Suter's, and I think he is one of the very best defensemen on the Wild and in their history. So coming up on the next segment of Locked on Wild, I'm going to be discussing uh, Jared Spurgeon, his career with the Wild so far, and you know what could make him potentially the best defenseman in Wild history. Built Go is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, you can break through it with Built Go every day. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase, your backpack, your golf bag, take it wherever, so you always know that if you need it, you'll have that extra boost of energy to help you keep your day going. It's essentially like five-hour energy without the same crash feeling at the end. Plus, it's made with natural ingredients such as B6, B12, B3, vitamins, along with honey and a kick of caffeine, so that while you know you're getting a delicious flavor such as peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, or chocolate mint, and getting that energy boost to help out your day, you also know you're putting something that has natural ingredients in your body and that will not hurt you and will actually help your body in the long run. And like I said, just great flavors, has a lot of great proteins and vitamins that while also giving that boost will give you that same, you know, that boost of energy while also keeping you a peace of mind knowing that you're putting something good into your body. So again, go to builtgo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go! And we're back here on Lockdown Wild uh, discussing which defenseman I think is the best in Minnesota Wild history between Ryan Suter and Jared Spurgeon. And in the first segment, I kind of discussed uh, Ryan Suter and his career with the Wild and uh, why I think he made the case for why he could be the defense best defenseman in Wild history. And coming up in this segment, segment here, I'm going to be talking about uh, Jared Spurgeon and kind of doing a similar exercise. But before I get into that, I just want to remind you all that next week I am planning to start uh, the 2020-2021 season uh, Wild Player Previews. And now, despite us not knowing when the NHL season is start and that potentially not happening until maybe even late January or even early February, I'm still planning on starting uh, Wild Player Season Previews uh, next week, uh, starting Monday or Wednesday. And I will let you all know uh, the order of that, but I th- I'm looking forward to that, uh, getting into kind of expectations and uh, future outlook for all the players on the Wild roster. So be sure to look out for those shows as they start next week. So like I said, on this segment of Locked on Wild, I'll be discussing uh, Jared Spurgeon and his career with the Wild so far and making the case for him to be the best defenseman in Wild history. And so, you know, everyone obviously knows that's a Wild fan or is in Minnesota knows Jared Spurgeon by now. Uh, in fact, we're probably the only ones who really know about him because when you look at the Norris Trophy voting year after year and just all the articles about top defensemen and the NHL Network's list and all this, he's never even in the top 20 in voting or any of those lists. But we all in Minnesota know how good Jared Spurgeon is. And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of hard to believe, but he's already, after last season, finished his 10th full season with the Wild, and which is, you know, hard to believe. He's 10 years, he's like 30 years old now. It's, it's, it's weird to think that he's been here that long. But as for just games played and you know raw statistics he in 653 regular season games played with the wild Spurgeon has scored 82 goals put up 198 assists for 280 points in those 653 regular season games and as for the playoffs in 48 playoff games played with the wild he scored eight goals 13 assists for 21 points in his postseason career with the wild so again you know the numbers right away might not look fantastic for Spurgeon but as I'm going to get into here uh he is one of the best all-around defensemen in the NHL and personally in my opinion uh He's one of the top 10 defensemen in the NHL. And there are even 
a lot of there's a lot of analytics too out there and stuff that you know i i don't really understand all that much but a lot of people who do all that kind of stuff have said consistently that he should be considered one of the top defend defensemen in the nhl and i mean if you look at his just raw numbers too i mean the last few years now he's been a you know kind of 40 to 50 point defenseman kind of getting there you know he's never going to spurgeon is never going to be a high offensive producer but you know the thing about him is he's just a great all-around defenseman and like i said i think one of the top 10 defensemen in the nhl i mean you know if you look at the average time on ice not as you know god even numbers at suitor but that's you know his time on ice has increased over the past couple of years and over his wild career he's averaged a very good 22 minutes and 22 seconds on time on ice a game and like i said you know spurgeon has always been a bit of a he's small obviously i think at like five nine like 170 and i mean that was the big reason why the new york islanders who originally drafted him i believe in like the sixth round in the 2008 draft uh did not sign him after he finished his career in the whl because they just didn't think uh, he would be able to make it as a defenseman in the nhl at that you know, at five nine, which you know, a lot of a lot of teams, you know, especially you know, ten fifteen years ago, seem to have that attitude. But you know, today it's still similar. But teams in the NHL seem to be shying away from you know not picking guys just because they're small. And obviously, it was to the Wild's benefit that the Islanders didn't sign him. And you know, the Chuck Fletcher picked him up as a free agent uh, heading into training camp uh, before the 2010-2011 season. And you know, after a stint in the AHL with the Houston Arrows down there, uh, he was called up from the to the Wild in the NHL in the 2010-2011 season. Played 53 games with the Wild that year, and I mean, never looked back with the Wild. Like I said, he's played in over 650 games. You know, he's put up 280 points. He's closing in on the 100 goal mark here in the next year or two, and just you know, also very close to maybe potentially being the best defenseman in Wild history, and also one of the best all around players in Wild history by far. I mean, like I said, he's Spurgeon is small, but he's a great skater. Uh, he's great defensively. He's a great position. It's a little different from Suter that I think he's a little more agile and can move a little bit better. But like I just said, he's great defensively. Uh, great defensive awareness, gap control, uh, using a stick, be able to go into the corners. I mean, at the time you'll see it, he'll go into the corner with a guy like I can remember a couple years ago in a game against the Tampa Bay Lightning with a guy like Steven Stamkos, you know, going to the corner or, or you know, anybody, any of these bigger players, you think, hey, how is he going to come out with it? But he comes out with the puck out of the corners and, you know, breaking the puck out of the zone with relative ease. And it's always, you know, very surprising because, you know, at first you would think, hey, how is he going to do that? But he's just so skilled and so quick so agile that he can make up for that lack of size in those kind of situations and you know while his offense isn't his forte and never will be he also is you know very good at moving the puck he has a pretty decent uh, shot pretty good slap shot too when he uses when he needs to and just overall you know i think his offensive creativity has started to really show uh, the last couple of years as he's gotten more and more power play time more and more responsibility lifted upon him and like, you know, this last year he put up 32 points in 62 games, I believe. And the last few years he's been kind of a 10 to 15 goal guy. So there is definitely some offense there. And, you know, with the new seven-year, uh, I think, believe it was $7.5 million a year contract extension that he signed last year, that will take into effect whenever this season starts. I mean, you know, the best could be yet to come uh, for the Wild and Jared's burden. So we'll see then. But uh, obviously very good. I mean, there's not much more I can say about him. I mean, like I said, great defensively. Uh, great offensively not I me mean, not great offensively but very solid offensively which is a great compliment to his you know elite I would say defensive play and he's just you know a great leader too I mean if you've read any of the stories over the past few years he's always been one of the guys to welcome rookies with a text message phone call whatever including uh, Kaprizov and Rossi so you know just a great leader and obviously with the news recently including a few articles today that the wild 
are going to name a captain before training camp. Uh, you know, Spurgeon is one of the best candidates and probably a likely candidate to be the next captain of the Wild. So that'll be interesting. But there's just nothing like like Suter. There's really nothing I don't think that you can say bad about Spurgeon. Great defensively, very good offensively. Great guy, great person, great leader, great teammate. And you know, the Wild they're really lucky to have him. And you know, I think when it's all said and done in his career, he will be maybe maybe the best defenseman in wild history and also one of the very best players in wild history so you know nothing but great things to say about Spurgeon great player and uh, I'm happy to have him locked up with the wild to the next seven seasons uh the new contract extension and looking forward to what is coming next for him in his career so coming up next on the next segment third segment of Locked on Wild I'm going to be discussing between uh, Ryan Suter and Jared Spurgeon who I think is the best defenseman in wild history ultimately Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors and 6 new flavors such as caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and lemon almond cheesecake, you get the great tasting flavors of Built Bar while also knowing that you're putting something good into your body. It's great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. This is, for example, for the peanut butter bar, includes 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. So again, you're getting kind of a tasty treat that'll help fill you up till next when you eat. But you also know that, hey, this bar that I'm putting you, it tastes great. It, you know, it tastes like a dessert, but it also is very good for you. It has the healthy ingredients that you know that, hey, it's filling me up. It tastes great. And I'm putting something in my body that's good and healthy for me. So go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code locked on for 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. And we're back here on Lockdown Wild discussing who I think is the best defenseman in the history of the Minnesota Wild between Ryan Suter and Jared Spurgeon. Now, in the first segment, I discussed Ryan Suter and his career with the Wild. And in the last second segment, I uh, before this one, I discussed Jared Spurgeon and his career with the Wild. And now coming in here on the third segment, I'm going to be giving my thoughts on who I think of the two is the best defenseman in Wild history. But before I do that, I just want to remind you that you can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Wild. And you can also follow my personal account on Twitter at the ZB Wild Nation underscore, uh, where you can catch any show updates, tweets about the Wild, whatever. Be sure to do that. And also, if you have any other, at any time, have any mailbag questions, guest segment ideas, or anything about the show that you want to pass by me, you want to recommend to me, you can send them to us at our Gmail at lockdownwild at gmail.com. Be very happy to hear from you. Always looking to find ways to have more uh, listener interaction and using your guys' input uh, in the show. So be, be sure to follow those channels on social media as well. So like I said, in this segment, I'm going to be discussing which of these two players I think is the best defenseman in Wild history. And, you know, I think some people, a lot of people on Wild Twitter and a lot of Wild fans, you know, think this is maybe not a contest nowadays. And, you know, I... I I think I'm going to say that I think Jared Spurgeon is the better one of the two players and is probably the best defenseman in Wild history, but it's really close. I mean, like I said in the previous segment, uh, Suter's been a workhorse for the last eight seasons he's been with the Wild. He's been one of the top time and ice players in the league. He's consistently put up 40 to 50, 55 points a season while being great defensively, great positioning, plays all situations. And while he doesn't look like to be the fastest player in the world, I mean, like I said, I explained in the previous segment, I think that's just because he's so great positionally and so sound defensively that he's been worth every penny of that 13-year, $98 million contract that they, he signed with the Wild uh, back in 2012. And as for Spurgeon, I mean, you know, I think when it comes down to it, he is the better defenseman of the two and the best defenseman in Wild history simply because of he brings it all. I mean, like I said, in the he's played 10 seasons with the Wild, 650 games. He's great defensively. Uh, he's got a great, great hands. 
you know, no one gets around him. He can take pucks away in the corner from other, play, other teams' players. He's great out front of the net. Despite being 5'9", he can get into the physical battles in the corner in front of the net. You know, he can move the puck. He skates very well and very fast. And, you know, like I just said, great puck mover. Even really good offense on the power play and special teams. He has a pretty good shot that he can unleash to at times. So, again... On the hockey side, he's just an all-around great player. He's great defensively. You know, again, I would say a, potentially a top-10 defenseman in the NHL. And in fact, I would say that he's a top-10 defenseman in the NHL with how good he is on the defensive side of the puck. But also, he's very solid offensively and is, has been a guy who can put up, you know, 40, 45, even 50, closer to 50 points in his career. And I think we could be even seeing the best is yet to come from Spurgeon. So, and not even to mention the off-ice kind of intangibles where, I mean, not necessarily intangibles, but, you know, kind of the more off-ice stuff is how great of a person he is, how great of a guy he is, uh, how great of a leader he is in the locker room. I mean, some of the stories we've heard come out over the past few months uh, since the season was paused back in March that he was messaging uh, Kirill Kaprizov before he came, you know, offering his help, advice, et cetera, et cetera. Even the same for a recent wild draft pick, Marco Rossi, as well. So, you know, it's just great to see that he's obviously a great leader, uh, highly respected in that locker room. And like I said in the previous segment, uh, with the Wild expecting to name a new captain before this training camp begins, yeah, Spurgeon is definitely a prime candidate. And again, just an all-around great player. Great person, you know, great defensively, great offensively, a great leader, and just overall great person. And like I said, you know, we're just happy to have him locked up for seven more years uh, on that new contract extension that starts. So, again, I just kind of final thoughts. I think while both of these players, I think Ryan Stewart and Jared Spurgeon, are the two best defensemen in wild history. I know some people will want to argue on that, and that's cool. Uh, like I said, I'll put out that poll uh, on the Lockdown Wild Twitter account, on the show account. Uh, once this show comes out, but I do think that out of these two, Spurgeon has a slight edge and is the best defenseman in wild history, just because of how all-around great hockey player and person and leader that he is for this team. So I think that'll about do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Uh, before we go, I just want to remind you to subscribe to Locked on Wild on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. And if you hit that subscribe button, you'll get the new show of Locked on Wild each day as it comes out. You won't have to go looking for it. And I also want to remind you that you can find Locked on Wild, uh, the show on Twitter at Locked on Wild. You can find me, my personal account, on Twitter at ZBWildNation underscore HW. You can email the show at LockedOnWild at gmail.com uh, to send any questions, mailbag questions, or guest segment ideas. Again, just be very happy to hear from you. And just thanks again for listening. And also, after you're done listening to this show, I highly recommend that you go take a listen to any of the other Lockdown Minnesota podcasts, such as, again, Lockdown Timberwolves, who have been doing a great job with their uh, post-draft and off-season coverage for the Timberwolves. So be sure to check that out, as well as uh, Lockdown Vikings and Lockdown Gophers. They cover the Viking seasons and uh, Gopher football and hockey season. So be sure to check out those and all the other uh, podcasts the Lockdown podcast network from all of our great hosts pumping out a lot of great sports content over the past off season even with a lot less sports going so be sure to do that and uh, you've been listening to another episode of locked on wild i'm your host zeke boyat thanks for listening have a great day and i will see you on monday